Initialize sequence. Hello, everybody. This is Jordan Chibel of Fear Factory. I was from Devil Driver and Cold Chamber. And Jerry Only, the great. Jared from Head PE. Hey, what's happening? This is Trevor from the band on there. This is Jesse Leach from Kill Switch and Gaze. This is Dino Cazares from the group Fear Factory. This is Max Cavalera. Cavalera Conspiracy. Stay underground. Welcome to the Underground, Australia's home of underground music. Lee Kikardi of the awesome Pop Evil joins us on the Underground. Lee, how are you, man? Real good, man. Thanks for having me on. No worries at all, man. Now, last time I was chatting to you, you just dropped your self-titled album. We spoke of the possibility of you heading out our way. Now that's become a reality. How does that feel for you and your bandmates? Oh, it feels like a huge win, you know? I mean, obviously, talking with you in the past, it's been like a long time coming. We've been trying so hard every year, it seems like every album, to finally get out, you know, get out to Australia, New Zealand, even even Hawaii or Asia. We've been really trying to, maybe if we got if we got one of those shows, we thought maybe we could then, you know, make it easier for us to finally get to Australia. But, you know, to have this opportunity come up this year, finally, it's been a been a long time coming so the band is, is extremely excited to finally get to break ground and play our first show uh your, your way so we can't wait yeah not too far away at all either lee we're very much excited for it and i wanted to know what's the first sort of thing that comes to mind when you think of australia man well first thing that came to mind is that i'd never get to see it so i'm really well wow. finally have that you know have that you know kind of an opportunity to finally be able to, to play there and you know, just to be able to have fans and friends, you know, it's kind of how we started, you know, in the U.S. We started playing shows, small shows, you know, I mean, 10 people turned to 50, 50 to 100, to 300, and then 1,000, you know, and so on. So it's just, it takes time, and, and, and those relationships you build along the way are fans we still have to this day. So, you know, we can't wait to really get those diehard pop people fans and friendships. It's those fans that you remember that come to you in the, in, in the first shows and the first times you come there that you remember, you know, for a lifetime. Of course, uh, the weather. Uh, I'm from Michigan, so it's very cold at the moment. I think it's, it's been snowing a couple times even this week, so it's uh, not normal for Michigan weather, but still it's cold. Obviously, we're still trying to get out of this winter. But, you know, of course, the wildlife, great to see that. The people, the culture, you know, we're, we're definitely excited. Sydney Harbor over there, the Opera House as well. You know, I mean, just so many, I think, landmarks that get romanticized growing up in the U.S. that you always see. You see Australia, you always see the Opera House. And, just like when you always see France, you always see that tower. It's just those kind of things that US TV and then this kind of entertainment mainstream world for American kids growing up, but what you always see. So again, we're finally excited to be able to see that uh, firsthand and be able to, you know, educate our fans and friends and just how great the country is and, and how great the people are. So we can't wait for that. Oh, most definitely, man. And I like to hear that. I've got a couple of buddies actually in Michigan and and they seem to think, here's just a little bit of a heads up too, kangaroos aren't the most friendly of creatures either. I've got one constantly asking me to send her over a kangaroo. They're not super friendly, Lee. That's just a heads up. I'll be far away from a kangaroo. I'll see it from afar. So no no big deal. I'm, I'm not trying to meet any animals or anything <laughs> like that. Or I can see him from afar at a zoo. I'm going to see the people, so for sure. I'm not gonna, you're not going to find me roaming the outback, I'll tell you that. <laughs> It'd make for a great little side documentary, though, man. Yeah, I'd have to have somebody that knows the, uh, knows the way to be my guide, for sure, because I'm a city boy trying to get me over there to the outback. I wouldn't do very well. So. <laughs> oh, that's funny right there. Well, before touring Australia, you've just got back from Europe. How was that, man? I hear you even performed sick on some of the shows. Yeah, I mean, personally, it was real rough for me because I, I, I got... Uh, I think we, it was an eight-week run, started in the U.S. for two months there, and then uh, we went right over to the U.S. without any breaks. So, I mean, it was brutal for me, of course. And I think we got hit by one of the hardest winters in the U.S. We got hit that by that polar vortex, and, of course, we were touring right through it. 
So obviously being a singer in this kind of weather is brutal, but I'm not scared. I mean, let's just go. And, and, <laughs> and I have the best fans in the world. I try to always be honest with them to let them know, look, it's probably not going to be the best vocal performance you've heard from me, but we're not going to cancel. We're going to get going. So if you guys can help me sing a little bit louder, we can do this together and we can we can have fun. So And then that's a big thing, man. It's, obviously, we want to sound great every night, but you know our fans, when we've been around, I mean, again, it's our 12th year, I think, since our record deal. We've been around a long time now that the fans just want to see us. They wait, especially our fans overseas, and as our fans soon to be in Australia, if we finally make it over there, the last thing I want to do is have to cancel a show because I'm sick. So I tried my best to just let's go for it. I had a couple I had to get. I had to, what do they call it, that voice pill. I had to take a voice steroid pill to get me through one night. I've never done wow. it in my career. So it was really, really rough for me. You know, we got through it. The shows were great. I got, I got better towards the last couple of days or the last couple of shows. So I've had a month off, so I'm definitely just doing anything but singing. So I haven't been singing at all for four or five weeks straight now. So by the time I get to our first show in Australia, I better be ready to go. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to be uh, full health there when I when I get your way. So can't wait to be back to normal. But the fans were incredible, man. I mean, sang every song, every note, every song on the set list. So it was just very humbling. We're still growing and we're still getting bigger, but the fans that there are, they're diehards, man. They're diehard Pop Evil fans. So again, we can't wait to, you know, start to create those diehards in Australia and hopefully, you know, get back there with some festivals so we can be seen by the masses and then, you know, start selling out, filling rooms so we can make it a priority and get back there. And so I guess the powers that be, you know, obviously when we can actually at least break even, it makes it easier for them to schedule tours for us and, and for us to get tours over there as well. So hopefully we can do those steps to make that start coming to fruition and then we can get Australia on a map for Pop Evil on a more regular basis. So that's the plan. Yeah, awesome, man. That is exactly what we like to hear. And glad to hear that you're feeling better and sometime in between all of that as well, you dropped the Be Legendary video. Who was the mastermind behind yeah. that, Lee? Is that like a, are you all video game fans there or? Yeah, well, for sure, video games. And think back in the 80s when we were kids, that's how we were dreaming about being in bands and coming together. And of course, having a female drummer now, it's just, it's such a cool video for kids. We have a lot more kids that listen to the band than we ever thought. Uh, obviously, we don't sit down and write music for children, but it's amazing how many parents, which is the greatest thing about rock and metal, how many parents raise their kids on rock and metal. It's just, it's incredible. And, you know, to have all these little pop evil fans now across the world, it's important for us to not forget about them. And it was just the perfect video that reminded us about the video games and not the typical thing obviously people think about maybe war or battling or something more heroic to be legendary but i think it's, it's an important video to remind people that we can be heroes and legends every day with those little moves you make about not deciding to fight somebody but rather to stand firm for your beliefs and your buddies and, and to do the things that are right to be better as people and to be better as human beings the video turned out amazing columbia did a great job the director of the video to really crush it and, and hopefully inspire other people to be legendary with the little things, man. Because it's truly about those little victories that we do daily, uh, yearly, that make us who we are and, and help us um, you know, together be better people. So it turned out awesome. Really excited about just having it be out there and hopefully send a positive message to people around the world. Yeah, I love that right there, and I'm one of those parents myself that have, you know, got the kids into the pop evil. It's great that there's sort of that crossover there, and you guys aren't too dark that the whole family can't listen to it, so that's that's really cool. It's important, you know, and us as, as people, you know, brothers, sisters, and fathers, and mothers, it's important, man, to write music that can hopefully stand the test of time for everybody. And, you know, to now see, you know, songs like 155 that have been with us from the beginning, you know, to see these. Uh, I just met a, a fan the other day. I don't know, she must have been, what was it? in her 20s now and she's like I've been listening to you guys since I was 12 or 13 and I was like oh my god <laughs> crazy to think about you know these kids that grow up but that's exciting you know and I think that more kids and more youth need to grow up listening to rock and metal because of the simple fact that people play real instruments in bands
fans usually, you know, and not to take away anything from computers and that and DJs, but it's, it's an art form that can really teach strength and can teach pride. It teaches humbleness and being able to play an instrument is the best gift you can ever have, whether you're selling out venues or not, whether you're just playing in front of your parents. It's a special gift to give the gift of music and being able to play those instruments are important. Seeing those kids come up is definitely important to the band. It's very important to me to take that responsibility and, and again, just be better. Yeah, couldn't agree more, man. That is very well said, and I'll switch things up right now. And something that, you know, you might not have even thought about, but if you weren't pursuing a music career, what do you think you'd be doing, Lee? You know what, I got asked that not too long ago, and the question was, uh, I, I don't know, you know, because I, I've never really thought. I was a firm believer growing up. I saw these parole models of mine. I don't know if you remember Keenan Ivory Waynes from the show In Living Color. I don't want to age myself, but yeah. I remember I was listening to an interview with him when I was younger, and he was like, you know what? And someone asked him, what was your backup plan when you were a kid? And he goes, you know what? There was no backup plan for me. This business is too hard that if I would have given myself a backup plan, I would have taken that, not done this. So I, I really live by that since I was little. I never really gave myself another shot. I mean, obviously, I'd have to be making some money, so I, I, I don't know. Who knows? But I, I know I wouldn't be happy, you know, and, and I just... I kept pushing, I kept pushing to want to do this, even though I'm beat up and tired now. It's been 12 years. Again, the modern-day rock star is not all glam and glitz, right? I mm. like, we're almost like the janitors in the music business. We get, <laughs> get fed last, we're the last on the totem pole to get respect. So it's like, you know, we, we've got to work 365 days a year, seven days a week, 24-7. I mean, there's no off button for us. We're always working. So, you know, but the, again, it taught me humbleness. It taught me a way to appreciate the little things and appreciate the people that matter the most. And those are your fans, those are your family, and, you know, appreciate the music. So I, I don't like to think what I'd be doing last year, but I'd probably be doing it if I was. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd probably be finding a way to still be doing this, probably playing it on the weekends. But who knows if that'd be done. Yeah, well, thank goodness that's not the case anyway, Lee. And your most recent album, the self-titled album, that came out last year, right? Great, correct. You just stated that you're 365 days a year sort of thing. You don't stop. So when will you start working on a follow-up to that one? Yeah, I mean, it's in the talks now. I mean, where this is the third single, Be Legendary, off the album. We normally go four singles, but I don't really want to do four singles on this particular record. I kind of, this was the uh, springboard to the new pop evil, so to speak. You know, I mean, Haley, our drummer, she's been, this is her first album with us. It really feels like this lineup is special, and we really want to get to the next record together and really building a bit of our own catalog, so to speak, with this lineup and, and building that catalog uh, sooner than later. So, you know, we're, we're anxious about kind of seeing where it's going to go. There's, there's possibility that we want to get a new single up maybe even by summer. You know, I don't well. know it's going to be possible how fast, uh, how fast I can write, but I don't know. You know, I mean, there's something about this business, especially in the U.S., it's just all about the next and the new and the new and the new. And why do you want a fourth single that's old when you can get something new? I mean, it's just, it's interesting how the business is constantly evolving and changing and we like to pride ourselves in the fact that we try to stay ahead of that curve and try to always be creative just doing something different and that, you know, other bands aren't doing and, and you know, we're uh, not that they're not releasing new music as soon as they can. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of bands that do that. But I think for us, maybe doing that might be the smarter thing. But again, we're just in the talks. We're trying to figure this out or if we're going to go record some songs and then split it up into and, and different chapters for us. Are we going to just lock ourselves in a room for two months and record a whole record? I mean, I don't. That's what we've done for five albums. I just don't like that because I mean, by the time we're at the end of this album cycle like we are, I mean, those songs are old for us. Yeah. It'd be nice to release some things pressure to be right because you kind of evolve within the course of a year or a year and a half you change you know by the time you start the album you're a totally different person playing the songs at the end of the album cycle so it'd be nice to maybe have half and half where you could kind of you know be like wow here's some brand new music and let's finish this album 
with who we are now at the end of the album cycle. So it'll be interesting how, how this happens. I mean, we'll have discussions with managers and labels and we'll see kind of where it goes from there. But a lot of fun, interesting new dynamics that we've never done before as we approach the sixth album. It'll be interesting to see how it unfolds. Yeah, I like that a lot, man. A bit of a different approach right there. That's really cool. And we're going to switch things up now, Lee, onto a more sort of an Australian challenge. How familiar are you? I know you've had a fair few Australian interviews. Are you up to date with all the lingo? Probably not some of it. Once you said it, I'd probably go, oh, okay, I've heard of that, or, or, or for the most part, but I don't know about starting it, and I don't know how much I would know. <laughs> well, I'll give you just a couple of crazy ones just to let you know, sort of, the language can be a little yeah. bit loose out here, man. If I was to take the piss out of you, Lee, what do you think that would mean? Take the piss out of me. You're going to take the take the bad stuff out of me, right? You're going to take the fluid out of me. <laughs> no, no it's, it means nothing like that. You should get a laugh when I say that, man, but it, it actually means busting balls to make fun of somebody. Oh, you're breaking my balls, so speak, at least say. Yes, yes. So if someone says to you, oh, you're taking the piss out of me, mate, that's what that means. That's like saying, you know, I'm just yeah, right. exactly, exactly. Instead of being like, be like, I like that for clean version. I'm just taking the piss out of you. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm getting you prepared, man, and his. It's going to be every, it's going to be nowhere but Australia and Michigan. That's that thing. <laughs> there you go. So if I was to give you a bunch of fives, Lee, what would that mean? Bunch of fives, man. That you really like the song. Or you really like. Nah, man, it's actually, and this is like one of my buddies, an American buddy, loves this one. It means, like, I want to fight you. I'm going to give you a bunch of fives. It's on. Oh, you're starting to, oh, you want to get in the bro? I get it. You're trying to give me a bunch of sh- a shots. Yes. Shit, man. Okay, I get it. All right, man. And one last one before we go, Lee. Will you be packing the budgie smuggler? Oh, my God. No, I have no clue. Would, the, would I be packing at the budgie smuggler? No, I'd right. With the sound of that, I definitely don't want to be packing. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be. It's a male G-string thong. They call it the budgie smuggler. We're sort of just coming out of summer, and wow, just be warned if you hit the beach. Uh, I don't want to see any of that. I don't want to see any of that. No way. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you just totally me. Now I want to go to any Australian beaches and see that. Uh, I don't want to be packing any of that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much, Lee. You have been a bunch of fun. Be sure to check these guys out. It is Pop Evil. They are here on April the 4th playing in Adelaide at the Gov, the 5th at the Prince Band Room in Melbourne, the 6th at the Metro in Sydney, the 7th in Brisbane to wrap things up at the zoo. Grab your tickets through theundergroundaustralia.com.au. Keep up to date with them, facebook.com slash popevil, popevil.com, and same deal on the Instagram, instagram.com slash popevil. Thank you so much, Lee. Really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for taking the piss out of me, man. <laughs> I'd never take the piss out of you, Lee. How? What? It's the underground.